Hey, everybody, welcome back to Jay's Fifth Down, the NFL podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Gay, and today we're going to talk some NFL football playoffs, a little bit of college football, and much more. But before we get into that, please make sure you guys comment, like, subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe, and tell their friends to subscribe as well. <laughs> um, and we'll get right into this. But also, wanted to send my condolences out to the Madden family as they lost one of the world's greatest people um and john madden you guys may know him from his name from the video game man but so much more than that he was a part of he was a broadcaster coach in the nfl for a very long time he died at age 85 just yesterday so i want to send my condolences out to the madden family for that but moving into uh the podcast guys we're going to talk about week 16 in the nfl a lot of interesting games you know a lot of um predictable games as well uh, you know, so we move closer and closer to the season's end and into the playoffs. Um, but COVID is playing a huge role in this, as well as, as in the NBA and college football, really all around the sports world. As a lot of people are being put on the COVID reserve list, a lot of players are put, getting put on this list. And it's really screwing up a lot of teams. So we're going to talk about that as well. But before we get to that, I want to recap with you guys the results of all the games that went on this past weekend and on Christmas. We had some Christmas Day games as well. but. Uh, so the 49ers and the Titans, they they played 49ers. Uh, they lost 2017 against Tennessee. Tennessee bounces back after they lost to the Steelers the week before. So good win for them as they move on to 9-6 and six on the year. Um, then you had the Browns and the Packers. They played on Christmas, on Christmas Day, and the Packers got the win 24-22. Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions. Not very good, um, but... The Packers got the win there. Browns were down early, and then they came back, but just fell short. Aaron Rodgers, you know, doing Aaron Rodgers things, <laughs> um, to say the least, and willed his Packers to the win. So they moved to 12-3 and three on the year, I believe, and they sit atop the NFC uh, as the number one seed. And then you had uh, the Colts and the Cardinals. They were also playing on Christmas Day, Colts. Uh, took the win 22 to 16 against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who just have kind of looked not like themselves since early on in the year when they started off 7 0. They kind of just have been declining since that point of the year. And this has been a theme for Arizona the past couple of years, um, really since Kyler Murray got there as well, uh, is that they've been good in you know the first part of the year, first half of the year, then they start just losing games and not doing so well. Um, and if Arizona wants to, get back to the playoffs and get back to any level of success, then they have to finish out the whole year strong. They got to finish out. The, they've got to find ways to win these ball games that they're losing. They got to play better as well. So and all those types of things, but moving on the Falcons got the win over the lions 20 to 16 at home. Very ugly game between these two, but the Falcons managed to get the win off of a four, a Luacon last minute interception. He got defensive player, NFC defensive player of the week. Uh, by the way, so congrats to Foye on that. Uh, yeah, Tim Boyle was starting for the Lions because uh, Jared Goff got put on the COVID and reserve list. Uh, so he was the next quarterback in line behind Jared Goff, and they started him. And um, it was a pretty – I mean, it was a pretty good game. You know, the Lions really had a game plan of just running the football, trying to, uh, you know, just getting uh, Boyle, uh, getting his feet wet in the game since he hadn't really played much. And they were able to move the ball up and down the field. Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie wide receiver for the Lions, had a great game. Uh, he finished with over 
I think over five catches and uh, over 95 receiving yards. So he had a good day and he had a touchdown as well. Lions also had a special teams touchdown on the day. So interestingly there, but they could not get the win in Atlanta. So uh, then you had the Rams and the Vikings. Rams took that 30 to 23. Uh, it was a close game back and forth, uh, but uh, the Rams ended up pulling out that win and stay afloat in the NFC playoff race, which is really tight at the moment as far as the your top five C's are concerned. And then you move on into the um, the Bucks when against the Panthers 32 to six. Bears beat the Seahawks 25 to 24. And the Broncos lost against the Raiders in an important uh, AFC West matchup. Um, that Raiders took the win there, so they will continue to stay in the playoff race also. Um, and then the Steelers and the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs, <laughs> I think it's safe to say, are over, are over their early season struggles because now they're just looking like the Chiefs from the past three years where they've just been dominating everybody they play. Patrick Mahomes just throwing these crazy passes left and right. And, you know, the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, you know, making these insane catches and like getting like 25-yard gains almost every catch. And, you know, the Chiefs, I think, are are back, um, you know, because they struggled early on in the year. Patrick Mahomes was turning the ball over a lot. But um, – and defense wasn't playing well. But, after you know, as moving on to the second half of the year, they started to come on. They started the light switch turned on, and Patrick Mahomes started playing better. Um, the offensive line was playing better as well. Defense really stepped up. You know, Tyron Matthew, Daniel Sorensen back there in the, in the secondary stepped up for them. So the Chiefs are – they currently sit at – 11 and four and they are atop of the AFC right now as opposed to where they were early in the year where they were struggling and they they have climbed a long way um and just kept fighting and fighting every game and they they beat the Steelers 36 to 10 so it was really a blowout for them good win for Kansas City as they move on to the final weeks of the season and you had the Cowboys and the Washington football team Cowboys took that win 56 to 14 just a really <laughs> really big day for the Cowboys especially defensively for some turnovers and uh, Stefan, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Trayvon Diggs, who is Stefan Diggs, his brother got his 11th interception of the season. Uh, so I think that breaks the Cowboys record for most interceptions in a single season. Uh, very, very good for Trayvon Diggs. He's having a really great year. Came out of Alabama for all you Crimson Tide fans out there. And one myself was also so roll tide, but uh, so great win for the Cowboys as they beat the Washington football team 56 to 14 and they moved to 11 and 4 in the NFC they're sitting at the second seed right behind the Packers so good win for them um yeah and, and then uh, of course uh, Jaguars and the Jets playing um you know Jaguars had just fired Urban Meyer recently uh so you know had a new interim coach stepping in for them. They couldn't get the win against New York. It was a close game. Zach Wilson had like a 52-yard touchdown run for the Jets. So, you know, that was pretty interesting to see. <laughs> and because uh, normally you don't see quarterbacks having that long of a touchdown run, at least um, not quarterbacks like Zach Wilson. You probably expect it from maybe Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or somebody like that. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, they got the win. So uh, then you have Eagles and Giants. Eagles won 34-10. to 10. Uh, they still remain in the NFC playoff race, sitting at um, eight and seven on the year. So they're sitting behind, sitting at the seventh spot in the NFC for that wild card, right behind the 49ers at eight and seven. 
then the Bills and the Patriots played as well. Um, let me remember last time these two teams played, it was snowy up in Buffalo. It was windy. It was just yeah, – it was a very um, interesting atmosphere for the game. I mean, this is the game where the Patriots really only threw, like, what, three times. Um, Matt Jones had, I think, three completions or in three attempts, I think, for 19 yards or whatever. They just ran for the ball for, like, over 200 yards. So, you know, that was the first game. But then – uh, the Bills came in with a different game plan, and they came in and just really were dominating the game pretty much for the whole time. Josh Allen was getting going, um, you know, finding Stephon Diggs early, and uh, on his, he's running the football as well. So great win for the Buffalo Bills. They moved to 9-6 on the year, sitting at fourth in the AFC currently. Uh, Ravens and Bengals play. Bengals one forty one to twenty one. Joe Burrow had over five hundred passing yards, which was insane. Um and and so looking like his old LSU days, right? Um and uh, he just willed the Bengals to a win. They pretty much were dominating the Ravens the whole game. Ravens uh came back a little bit, were able to put twenty points on the board, but ultimately could not get the win against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Texans and Chargers played as well. Chargers worked out a few guys due to COVID as well. Um, and the Texans got the win 41 to 29. So uh, those are the results for week, week 16 in the NFL. A lot of interesting games, as I said. Uh, you know, the standings still are pr pretty much remain the same. A lot of teams sit with the same record. Uh, as I said, the NFC currently stands this way. The Packers are 12 and three. You got the Cowboys at 11 and four, Rams at 11 and four, and the Bucks at 11 and four. So the Bucks, with their win over the Panthers, they completely locked up the lead in the NFC South. They're not getting caught by anybody in the NFC South. They won the division again, and they sit as the fourth seed in the NFC as of right now. But the interesting thing is the Cowboys and the Rams also sit at 11 and four. So seeing how these teams play over the next two games, last final two games of the season will be really interesting to see how those final seedings play out. And, of course, the Packers sit at 12-3. and three. If they win out, they obviously will keep their number one seed in the NFC playoff race, and they will have home field advantage. Um, I think they have a bye week as well for the first round. So um, kudos to the Packers for on that. Uh, and then at the wild card, you got the 49ers and the Eagles, both sitting at 8-7. and seven. Um at the six and seventh seeds. So uh, really interesting. This has been one of the most interesting NFL seasons I've ever seen, to be quite frank with you guys. And the reason I say that is because, for one, it started off, it's like kind of fun, you know, like how you get the good teams have kind of been iffy, you know, over the course of the year. Like I said, the Chiefs, who have been just dominating the past couple of years, been in the Super Bowl twice the last two years. And this year, they kind of start off funky and, you know, Patrick Mahomes not looking like the usual Patrick Mahomes. They losing some ball games early on in the year. Then he turns it on late in the season. Uh, and they sit, like I said earlier, they sit at 11 and four, leading the AFC. <laughs> um, so they're number one seed right now. So it really just goes to show that um, you, no matter how you start, it just matters how you finish. I think that's a big key here a lot for these for all of these teams, really, but mostly these playoff teams and these teams who are trying to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, it's not it doesn't matter how you start, but how you finish and you want to finish the year strong. You know, so all these games matter. These division games are extremely important, which is why, you know, all these coaches, they preach that, you know, especially these division games are almost like playoff games themselves. 
because of you know you this is a game where between two division opponents and it could determine a lot of things moving forward into the season like playoff seating um who wins the division those different things so it's very interesting to see how all these guys uh, have progressed throughout the year they're they've done well throughout the year um you know one guy i want to uh say who's made much much progress throughout this nfl season um is davis mills davis mills is a quarterback for the houston texans and of course he's not going to get talked about a lot because he's with the texans and the texans are uh they sit in an interesting spot right now they're not uh in the top of the league really in record they're kind of in the bottom half of, of the league currently sitting respectively obviously deshaun watson still is not playing right now as you all know um, but Davis Mills has been starting pretty much for the whole year, and he's done pretty well. He's been proved, uh, you know, rookie quarterback, um, Georgia kid as well. Uh, went, you know, went to high school here in, in the state of Georgia. I don't remember what school he went to exactly, but uh, just he's having a great rookie year for the Texans. You know, they're telling they're throwing him into the fire to start off, and he's been doing pretty well. So, I want to give kudos to him. Um, yeah, but I mean, also, you know, interestingly enough, the Jaguars, uh, their rookie quarterback, their star rookie quarterback pick has not turned out so well uh, as well uh, as the Jaguars have just not had a great year. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer got hired to be the coach there, uh, but he's had some issues on off the field, you know, in the locker room. And they fired him just a couple weeks ago. And the Jaguars still sit in the bottom half of the league once again, as they have the last a couple of seasons, really since that playoff run they had a couple of years ago when they went to the AFC Championship game against uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots where they almost won, but, you know, Brady. Uh, and they and they lost. But uh, ever since then, the Jaguars have really been on the decline, and it's just been a pretty horrendous down there in Jacksonville. So I think from for Jacksonville moving on forward, you've got to establish some kind of culture. You've got to establish some kind of culture, some kind of winning culture where these guys – you want to, you got to get guys in there that want to come in. They want to win. You know, you got to get coaches in there that want to come in and win. That want to push these players to get the absolute best out of them and push each other as coaches to get the best out of them as well. Because that's how you win football games in this league, uh, really on any level, but particularly in the NFL, you need guys to be bought in to what you're trying to preach. You need guys to be bought into the to the franchise and to what you're trying to accomplish. And I think for Jacksonville right now. For the Jaguars, they're just trying to establish some type of mantra, some type of winning sufficiency and a culture. And, you know, they picked Trevor Lawrence, obviously, with the number one pick. Great draft pick. I mean, Lawrence, he was phenomenal in Car at Cartersville and in college at Clemson, won a national championship with the Clemson Tigers. Uh, and he was the number one draft pick in this draft, but hasn't had a great year down in Jacksonville. So moving forward for them, they got to get a coach in there that's going to turn the ship around and just establish a sense of a winning culture there. Moving forward, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, like I said, it would be interesting to see how these teams fare out. Um, the Rams, they've been having a pretty good year. Uh, they were actually one of my early Super Bowl picks this year, along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also to represent the NFC 
they the Rams have had a really interesting year to say the least. I mean, they've uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, obviously, you guys all know he got traded to the Rams in exchange for Jared Goff, who was in Detroit taking his place, you know, where well, we all know how the Detroit Lions are doing, but they're you know, not doing too well. But Jared, Jared Goff got traded there, and Matthew Stafford, of course, got sent to the Los Angeles Rams, where he is thriving right now under Sean McVay, who just one of the league's best offensive minds, absolute genius when it comes to play calling and play designs. Um, so if you're a quarterback, you know, you go to the Rams, it's 99% chance you're going to do really well <laughs> because Sean McVay just knows how to – use his players and how to create these great offensive schemes and systems. And I, I've been a big fan of him, what he's done with the Rams the past couple of years, you know, taking him to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Uh, also have, you know, just having the Rams in playoff conversation right now, because before Sean got there, it wasn't really too much of that. Uh, so kudos to him as well down there in the Rams. They sit currently 11 and four, as well as the Cowboys and the Bucks, they sit in the third spot in the NFC. So what's interesting about this is because all three of these teams have the same record. So depending on how all three of them do the rest of the year, it's going to be very intriguing to watch. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys have been astounding this year. Their defense has been really good, led by Dan Quinn, his defense coordinator, used to coach in Atlanta. You Falcons fans remember him, uh, you know, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, so the Cowboys, I mean, are having a great year. Trayvon Diggs obviously having an amazing year outside at corner, having 11 interceptions, leading the NFL, which is, I mean, it's really just amazing how his ball hawking skills are just how so accurate. He has great timing on when to go up and get it, you know, where the ball is going to be thrown. You know, not many cornerbacks have that have – that, uh, that sense of timing down and have and had that understanding of the football. So it's just really interesting to see how Trayvon Diggs is having a great year. It's only his second year in the league and he has 11 interceptions. He's leading the NFL. Any interceptions, as I mentioned, also breaking the Cowboy record for the most interceptions in a season. So congrats to Trayvon Diggs on continuing to have a great year and the Cowboys also. So then you have the Bucks. Uh, they've been playing pretty good this year. Also, I mean, with Tom Brady, you that's what you expect. And uh, they but interesting thing, though, with them is that they've lost Chris Godwin for the remainder of the season. They've lost Mike Evans for the remainder of the season. Um, Antonio Brown is back, though, for them. But key, a couple of their key offensive weapons will be missing for the last two games of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks finish off the year and if they can stay at that fourth spot in the NFC playoff race, or will they drop down? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Then you got the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who I want to talk about a little bit, just because of the interesting year that they've had. It's been kind of up and down in Arizona. Kyler Murray, obviously one of the league's most promising stars. He's had a great year, along with DeAndre Hopkins and those guys in Arizona, but they've kind of been on a decline uh, the last couple of games really after that seven and no start they just really they haven't won too many games after that they've been losing uh you know defense hasn't been playing too well uh the offense has been turning the ball over and really guys you, you all know in nfl really on all levels of football but especially in nfl you cannot turn the ball over and expect to win football games you can't do it turnovers are very important it's, they're important for you to get and they're important for you to 
not have on offense because that gives momentum to the other team. And it's just it's a really it's a drive killer on the field. And it's very important that you don't turn the ball over. And that's why coaches preach don't turn the ball over uh, to their quarterbacks, their running backs, all to, to their all of their offensive players. Uh, then, you know, in the wild card spot, you know, with the Eagles and 49ers both sitting at eight and seven, respectively, it'll be interesting to see how they how they finish out the year. Well, you know, if the 49ers, they've been having an up and down year as well. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance have both been playing for Kyle Shanahan on the field at quarterback, you know, but they obviously stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo for the remainder of the year. And they Trey Lance, he's he hasn't played too much recently, but most of the time, it's just been Jimmy Garoppolo starting for San Francisco as Kyle Shanahan really believes that, hey, this is his guy. He's been in the Super Bowl before. He's going to be the guy to lead us uh, to the playoffs. So that's what they think, and that's why they have him starting right now. And then for the Eagles, they've really been grinding, just able to pull out all these wins, moving to 8-7 and seven on the year uh, after having a so-so start, so-so start to the year for them. And looking at the AFC playoffs – uh, the AFC playoff race, I should say. The Chiefs, like I said earlier, sit at 11 and 4. The Titans, 10 and 5. Bengals, the Bengals, Bills, and Colts, and the Patriots have all have 9 and 6 records. <laughs> that is the craziest thing to me. Like, I don't think we've had in a long time where four, four teams in the NFL had the same record that are in the same conference going into the playoffs. That's really interesting. See, it's, this whole season has been kind of funny, especially, you know, with the COVID and reserve list. A lot of these guys are on the COVID list. You're missing key players in the games. And it's been a, one of those funny years. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how these teams finish out the year. The Bengals have really been coming on as of late. Like I said, they had a big win over the Ravens. Joe Burrow had over 500 passing yards. That, that's just insane to me. Oh, because he, I mean, to have five or 500 passing yards in the NFL game for a second year quarterback is rare. But Joe Burrow was able to do that. Him, you know, he was able to eat that Ravens secondary alive. You know, and Jamar Chase, obviously, has been one of the league's best young receivers. Him and Justin Jefferson in Minnesota, you know, of course, the two stars at LSU. And now they're in the NFL just you know, it's making these defensive coordinators just like, oh, my gosh, I got to deal with these guys, these guys this week. Oh, you know, how do I stop them? You know, so what makes them so special, man, it's just that they their great route running ability. Justin Jefferson, he's one of the league's best route runners. I think a lot of people underestimate how good of a route runner he is. I would consider him up there with Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, who are two great route runners. And I'll put Justin Jefferson right there behind him. The way he's able to create space and separation on his route and then go up and get the football when Kirk Cousins put it there for him. And, you know, and of course, the gritty that he does in the end zone. We all love that. Right. So uh, this one say, yeah, he's one of the league's best young receivers and he's going to continue to be one of the league's best receivers for years to come. For the Vikings, unfortunately, the Vikings are not in the spot where they want to be they want to be in the playoffs you know they got Kirk Cousins there because they wanted to make a playoff push get back to where they were a couple years ago when they beat the Saints you know that miracle the Minneapolis miracle Uh, they want to get back to that point just winning playoff games but and they they got Kirk Cousins there and drafted Justin Jefferson obviously Dalvin Cook as well Um, so they're really hoping to get back to that point but this year wasn't too good of a year for them so they're hoping to 
again, get back to that point of winning playoff games and having a winning culture of football. Overall, I think uh, this week, like in the NFL, is very intriguing and we're, it should be fun. The last two games of the season. I mean, this is crazy. You know, it just feels like we were starting week one not too long ago, and now we're only two games away from the end of the 2021 NFL season. We've made it. We've almost made it. Uh, so, like I said, we have two more games. So, you know, remember, it's a 17 game season. In the NFL this year, that was something they added on early on uh, last spring i think last summer last spring uh to have another game added to the schedule so that's why we have a 17 game schedule this year in the nfl it's interesting to see how that leads a toll on these players bodies going forward into the playoffs playing 17 games in the regular season that's interesting i want to keep an eye on that on how these players respond to that and how that affects their fatigue and their energy going into the playoffs also wanted to talk about a little bit of college football. Obviously, we got Alabama and Cincinnati playing, as well as Georgia and Michigan playing in their respective bowl games in the college football playoff. That'll be on Friday, December 31st. Alabama and Michigan will be playing, I think, at 3.30. Then Georgia and Michigan will be playing later that day also. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, Nick Saban has done it once again, taking Alabama to the playoffs. Um for how many times we don't know because he's done it seems like almost every year they've had a great year at alabama and uh, of course georgia they lost again to alabama in sec championship game so this game against michigan is extremely important for them see what they can do i'll tell you one thing this ain't going to be a pushover game michigan michigan's going to come and fight georgia with everything they have and i want to see how georgia responds to that obviously uh with the defense Getting really getting exposed against Alabama and their receivers. How are they going to respond back to Michigan? Will be interesting to see. Also, thank you guys for listening to Jay's Fifth Down NFL Podcast. Please make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, and tune in next time to catch the podcast. You guys have a great New Year's. Hope you had a great Merry Christmas. Enjoy your time. Thank you.